look at a covenant God made with us as his people that we um, are blessed to have. We have it uh, here on our stained glass. You see the stained glass here with Noah's Ark and the rainbow above it. This beautiful stained glass there that the light shines through. Uh, our scripture is found in Genesis from, so the New International Version. Uh, Genesis, the ninth chapter, the eighth verse. Um, let me turn to that real quick. And the scripture reads, um, And then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, I now establish, uh, So I now establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you, and with every living creature that was with you, the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals, all those who came out of the ark with you, every living creature on earth, I establish my covenant with you. Never again will all life be cut off by the waters of a flood. Never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, this is the sign of the covenant I am making between me and you and every living creature with you, a covenant for all generations to come. I have set my rainbow in the clouds, and it will be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. And whenever I bring clouds over the earth and the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will remember my covenant between you, or just between me and you and all living creatures of every kind. Never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all life. Whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and all living creatures and every kind on the earth. So Noah, and so God said to Noah, uh, uh, this is the sign I have established between me and all life on earth. Let us pray. Dear Lord, help us to see in this scripture from the first book of the Bible, this wonderful covenant that you have given to us to help us to understand the opportunity we have for life in this place that we live. Lord, let us know that this covenant is established in love. It is for our benefit that you have given us the sign that we turn and we look to. Lord, let us look above and see this sign and know that our lives have been so blessed that you will indeed deliver us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. The sign of the rainbow has been used all throughout history as a sign of the covenant. When I first entered ministry, I was able to get to know a professor, his name is Dr. Leonard Sweet, and he challenged me to look into the covenant of the rainbow in my early studies and said, Jerome, you need to study the rainbow and study the covenant God has made with us through this covenant of the rainbow that is the sign, and I did. And all these years later, I'm still at the wonder and fascination of the creation that we're in. We've been blessed in our ministry to live on the ocean, live in the mountains, and live here in so the Piedmont and the rolling hills here in Harnett County. It's amazing how beautiful the world is. It's just absolutely gorgeous. I cannot describe to you other than your experience and my experience together of the beauty of going up on top of the ridges and looking across as you see the mountain chains in North Carolina and all throughout this nation we live in. I cannot describe, unless you describe with me, the beauty of the ocean and the water and the thousands of diamonds on the water and going out and seeing the tide as it comes in and out and the seagulls and the sand. I cannot describe, unless you describe with me, the beauty of here, the fields and the flowers and the crops and the trees and 
the longleaf pines. God has blessed us with a beautiful, beautiful life. It's amazing that uh, when you get cooped up because you may be sick or things aren't going well and you haven't been out, that suddenly you go outside and you say, wow, look at that, look at the birds and look at the beauty of the creation. Ours is a God of creation. He is the creator God. He is the redeemer God. He is the sustainer God. God made the heavens and the earth and he made the heavens and the earth for a purpose. And in this scripture, we're hearing from Moses, the first five books are part of Moses' writing. They gave an oral tradition to the children of Israel. It's called the Torah, the first five books. And in this writing, Moses is describing the ancient story of Noah. And God said to Noah and to the sons, I have established this covenant with you. Now, for any that are getting married, understand covenant is part of the marriage process. Covenant is more than an agreement. An agreement can be broken. An agreement is signed on paper. The covenant, it is signed on the heart. The covenant we have with God is not an agreement that we be good children and God will be God. Understand the covenant is far more than an agreement. It is a matter of the heart, a matter of the soul. So when God said to Noah, I'm establishing this covenant, he is saying, I want you to know something very important is going on here. Now, already his wrath and his fury has been unleashed against mankind. In this scripture, he is dealing with the remnant, and he's saying to Noah and his children, I want you to know I have made a covenant now with you. And the sign of that covenant is the rainbow, but the covenant itself is that I will protect you. Never again will this happen to you, that you will be flooded by waters, and there be this great event that causes so much change and so much sorrow. Now you will have protection from me, and not just you, but the earth itself. I, it, it just every time I watch anything around science and, you know, around space and around, the, you know, the moon and all the stars and anything about space, what amazes me is how much darkness there is out there and how much there's not life out there. Of course, a lot of people believe there is life out there, and they're trying everything in their power to find that life out there. But the thing I wonder about is why there's only life here. That's what we know. We can maybe make assumptions there may be life underneath the surface of Mars, perhaps on one of the, uh, just the moons of Jupiter, perhaps there is, but we don't know, and we don't know what sort it is, but what we do know is that God has created something special. Now, it's not the entire planet, because understand, if you go deep enough into the planet, you will hit molten lava, and inside you will find a molten core that's spinning around that creates the gravity that keeps us here on Earth. And if you go just above the Earth, just a few uh, thousands of feet up in the atmosphere, you'll find no air and no oxygen, because the life here on Earth is not the Earth, it's just this thin layer that covers this planet a layer that's been ripped away from Mars where there's no ability for life to sustain itself because of extreme temperature and radiation. There's no, uh, there's no ability here uh, or, or just on Mars to have life, yet here God has made life possible. 
And so when God establishes this covenant, he's using the dome of the sky to show us the covenant is real. I have made this place for you that is safe, a sanctuary where life can exist and you can live and you can prosper and you can know that I am your God and you are my people. He says, I now establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you and with every living creature that was with you, the birds and the livestock and all the things that came out of the ark. In other words, God has made this promise to us that I love you and I will make it possible for you to live. And that's what the covenant is about. It's a covenant of life. And so when Dr. Sweetie challenged me, he was trying to help me to understand how precious life is. Because if we don't understand how precious life is, we lose sight of how wonderful it is. There's ever been a week in America, unfortunately there have been many, to understand how precious life is, then look at this week and the things that have taken place and realize that those families, their children did not come home. And now their sons and their daughters and the ones they love have been taken away by evil, by someone with evil in his heart. And they now know the precious nature of life. It was on this day, February 18, 1989, that the house fire, it took my sister and her family. I remember that, of course, like it was yesterday, because that's what grief does. It doesn't matter about time or even memory. Grief is as close as we can remember. And in that day, I remember what happened the days that followed. I remember WRAL putting it on the news. I remember the headlines of the News and Observer showing the things that took place at the fire. I remember the national news talking about a family being taken in a house fire. I remember cutting out the newspaper clipping where it showed the body bag coming out the burnout house. I remember people that I met saying it's such a hard thing, not knowing I was there in the sense of my heart was being broken and how God protected me from that event that took place. And I remember how I thought to myself how precious life is and we just don't see it. We fail to say we love someone, we don't say goodbye, we don't say hello, we ignore them, we pretend they're not important, yet when they're taken away, we would give anything and everything for just one more chance to say how much we love them. See, the covenant reminds us not just of God's promise to protect us, but also our promise to each other. It reminds us, this covenant, that we are bound to one another and that God has put us together for a greater purpose. And that greater purpose is to be his children. See, the covenant is more than just a promise. It is a promise signed in blood. It is a a promise given in love. Now, how do we know the promise is there, this covenant is there? We know it by the sign that God has given to us. In this case, the rainbow is given to us. Did you know before we moved here, we were on the Outer Banks out there, beautiful. I know Margaret and Ralph know all about that because they were living out there and enjoying the you know, breeze and 
all the wonderful things of the Outer Banks. And I remember right before we moved here, uh, I saw it and I ran inside the house and I told Leon, I said, you got to come see this. And we both ran outside and we looked out over the trees there on Roanoke Island. We looked back towards the west, you know, this direction, not towards the ocean, which is east of the island. And I remember we looked and there was a double rainbow. A double rainbow. They're rare in, in science. It's hard to see a double rainbow because you're, you're not really sure what you're looking at because it looks like a rainbow and then there's like a space and then there's another rainbow beneath the rainbow. It doesn't happen often, but of course it was a sign to us. And Leona was excited and I was even more excited because I said this is God promising us a wonderful place we're moving to. We connected that rainbow to you, to here because we knew in just a matter of weeks we'd be on our way to a new place to share God's word with a new people. And we were excited because God reminded us through this sign that he is present through the rainbow. Now, sisters and brothers, if you don't live your life looking for signs and you're missing something, you need to start looking for the signs, the signs of the time. And realize that God is placing these signs everywhere now, some would say, well, what are these signs? Well, these signs are notices. They're glimpses into something eternal. God gives us a sign. I, I saw a sign this morning in the children's sermon. I saw a sign and, and something that took place. One of the little children, I won't say the one, but the one of the little children ran straight to the grandmother <laughs> and gave the grandmother a kiss. I won't say which grandmother. And I guarantee you that little boy uh, is going to get an extra biscuit when it comes to the meal. Now, you would say that's not a sign, that's just a child being a child and the innocence of childhood, but to me it's a sign because it shows me that they're willing to give, to receive, and understand how wonderful it is, the relationship, because children, you won't always have your grandparents with you. Understand that they are here for a season as you are, and it is best, why you who live in the season, to show the signs of love with one another and to say you love that person because you never know what tomorrow brings. It is the world we live in that is such a temporal place, such a temporary quarter that God has given us to live. And just when we think we get comfortable, things change and our life starts to change around us. But what happens is when we're obedient to the covenant, we live up to the terms of the covenant, and we give our heart to God in the covenant, God rewards us by showing us his promise in signs. And he shows us the beauty of the world, and not only the beauty of this world, but of the world to come. For a rainbow is no more than a prism of light, where light is refracting and shining through vapor and through water pellets, and we're looking at it. And I know the scientific reason why it's there, but it doesn't change the nature of how beautiful it is. Years ago, when I was up on the ridge in Virginia, riding up to work on my doctor's degree, I was on the Blue Ridge Parkway, I believe they call it the Skyline Drive in Virginia. I looked and down in the valley, I saw a double rainbow down in the valley. I am a person of the Old Testament understanding of looking for signs and God speaking because God speaks through the creation that we're in. He speaks through the wonder of what he has given. See, these signs surround us, yet in our modern nature, in our way, we've grown immune to understanding the signs. We don't see them. We don't understand. 
A grandmother, she was such a blessed soul. She was indeed a unique spirit. She was a ward from Columbus County. That was her last name, Ward, W-A-R-D. She came from a long line of families down in the Saucus Tees area in the Columbus County area, some of the first settlers in the Carolinas. And she had a way about nature and she could go outside and she would look for signs at the birds. Uh, you noticed some of the birds yesterday, you noticed all the birds, you know, well, Leona came in and said, it's going to snow. And I said, babe, it's going to be 80 degrees this week. And some of our golf players are polishing their clubs right now. She said, no, it's going to snow because she saw a sign of the birds. Now, it, she's saying it's going to snow before the end of well, you know, winter. And that's what the groundhog said, but he sure missed this one, I believe, because I don't think he was looking at the right shadow. He was looking at somebody else's shadow instead of his own. He wasn't understanding the signs. Well, we do not know because God works in mysterious ways, and we understand that God speaks to us. And when we see the sign, we need to recognize and honor the sign God has given to us. And I'm seeing signs of hope in the midst of this land of sorrow. You may say, well, preacher, what signs are you seeing? We had another school shooting in our nation. Our nation seems to be on the brink of a war with a foreign power that's evil. We live in a world that's so corrupted and sinful. What hope do you have? And what have you seen? What sign has been given? And what sign has been given is that we still love each other. We still honor each other. We still celebrate. This is our Father's world. It is a beautiful world that God has given us. The signs are there. And God said, this is the sign of the covenant I am making between me and you and every living creature with you, a covenant for all generations to come. I have set my rainbow in the clouds. Years ago, when I first entered the ministry, I wrote a song, a poem, and it goes, Where have all the rainbows gone? Where the children lay to rest? How much longer can this go on, all this madness, all this sadness? People, don't you understand that we need a helping hand, and only by the promised land can we be there together. I wrote that song after, after seeing the sorrow of this world and, and feeling down and feeling low. And then my eyes rose up to meet the sign God had given me to, to, to look in a new direction, to look in a new way at the world. It's amazing what happens when you look at your life in that way and you start to realize there's hope and there's promise. Your season can turn around with just a few short games of winning when you start to see things are possible. Once a great president of the U.S. said, the only thing we have to fear, of course, is fear itself. And he was helping America to go beyond the, the downward and the darkness and the spiral of depression. And he asked the nation to look forward to something greater. And they needed to look forward. And our ancestors did look forward. And we saw this through history because what happened is in the 30s, when we started picking up, it prepared us for the great war of the 40s that changed the very earth we live on. See, God promises this sign not to take away the sorrows, but to prepare us for the sorrows that are yet to come. God shows us the signs not to say that I'm going to take you and I'm going to put you away and you're never going to suffer anymore and you're not going to, as long as we walk this earth, there will be a challenge. No matter what they do, if they took away every gun from every person, 
if they took away every bullet from every store, it still would not stop the evil that is around. We get caught up in the politics of the left and of the right, thinking that somehow the battle of the left and the right will solve not a left and right problem, but an up and down problem of good and bad, of sacred and evil. The signs show us to look in a new direction and show us that the only promise we have is God. I learned that years ago from my father. He taught me, Jerome, if you ever find yourself locked into a battle or engaged into a situation where you feel boxed in and there's no way out, what you do is you don't beat the wall. You don't bang your head. You don't scream in contempt. You don't bow down, losing your dignity. You draw a bigger circle. He said, no matter the problem, realize the sign will show you the way. And I have found those moments to be true in my life that when things have been sad and have been hard, looking beyond the moment and seeing the rainbow in the midst of that darkness gives me hope. I guarantee you, no matter what prison I may find myself in, I will always find a rainbow outside through the window. No matter what cage I find myself entrapped, my God will give me a voice to sing praise of the signs that he has given. And that is why he calls us to remember. He says, I want you to remember what I'm saying to you, to help prepare you, because this earth is going to keep on spinning, <laughs> and the sun is going to keep on coming up, and the waves are going to keep on crashing, and the storm's going to keep on blowing, and the darkness is going to keep on battling, and you're going to have bad no matter how many days you live on this earth. Would you honestly want to live a thousand years on this earth? How much can your heart take? How much sorrow can you bear? Would you really want to live a thousand years where generations pass, they come and go, and children rise to die one day? Would you want the failure of this world? Understand my father's world is an eternal world. It is a world of hope and a promise. It's a world we're told in Revelation where there's no more tears and there's no more fears. And our God, he walks with us. There's no more shadow and there is light eternal. Remember what you are seeing, which is the promise that Jesus gives. Because people are going to keep on being bad. People have said, well, how much longer can he go on, preacher? We have not reached a capacity yet of sin. We still are testing and trying it. We irk our God and make him mad when we go to war with each other and war with him. It's so sad what people do. It's so sad. I read in the news that some school, they, they, they have a prayer with the football team and some people, some atheists uh, brought it up in court and now they can't pray anymore with the football team. And I wonder, a nation that has forgotten to bend its knee and forgotten its God is surely to fall. Let us understand that God has a special hand upon us as a people, and he wants us to remember 
his covenant. And he says, I will remember it. I want you to remember it. I will remember here in the 13th verse, my covenant between me and you and all living creatures of every kind. Never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all life. In other words, God is saying, I have a bargain now with you that I am going to protect you. I'm going to take care of you, but you have to take care of the covenant. And that is the promise that God has given to us, is to be his people and he will be our God. And then it says right here in the seventh verse before this scripture, it says, as for you, be fruitful and multiply in number. Multiply on the earth and increase upon it. For here's where souls are born. This is the place where the kingdom is filled. This is the place where heaven is fulfilled through the giving of the children of God. This is where the children of God are given birth in this very place, this incubator, this wonderful creation God has given to us. We are here today for eternal measures, but we are here as creatures needing God in this finite world. Let us pray. Dear Lord, help us to See the covenant that has been laid down before us that you love us and will protect us. Lord, let us see the sign of this covenant in the sky through the rainbow and through the promise. And Lord, help us to remember this in the life we live. That no matter how dark it may get, no matter how sad it may be, no matter how much we may feel we can't,